0: was sick, and uh, he's always prepared because he's got the Word of God in his heart, so what God has planned for us today, he's ready. Is his mic on, Josh? Pastor's mic? Hello, hello, hello. hello. There we go. There we go. Ha! Great. That sounds good. Oh, I tell you what. Um, first off, I need to pray, so we're going to do it again because I've learned drastically through this, um, not just today, but um, through life, that the one thing that we can do is pray, and the most important thing we can do is pray. Um, And uh, to sum it up, that's what the message is about today. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for, for giving me a word and uh, thank you, Lord, for giving us your word so that each of us can study it, so we can look at it, so we can see from example, and so we can praise your name, so we know how to praise your name. Lord, I just ask you to bless the words that come out of my mouth, Lord. Um, help everyone that that's listening to be able to hear what they need to hear. Lord, and, and thank you for this wonderful day, and two, please, please... Uh, Heal Galen's voice. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, it's just something how uh, the words just, when you start studying and you get into something, especially when it's something you're passionate about, it really uh, comes at you and it just doesn't stop. It's just amazing what uh, God has put on my heart for today and even for life. And I know when Galen stands up here and when he's ministering in the, in the community too, it, it's just, you can tell that's what God made him to do. Um, I've got a little story to start off with that I'd like to read. Because once upon a time there was a man who was bright, ambitious, hardworking. Kind of sounds like many of us. Um, one day a letter arrived from the richest, most powerful man in the world who was eccentric and he hadn't been seen in many years. Scribbled in his handwriting and a short message, it said, Dear Sir, it has come to my attention you are a house painter and you do excellent work. I have a lovely old house that needs to be repainted. Money is no object as long as it as is at." as it is done properly and to my satisfaction. So directions to the house were scrawled in the lower left-hand corner of the letter with the promise to pay an incredible sum of money when it was complete. The man was thrilled to receive such a letter, and the next morning he sprung out of bed, loaded the truck, drove as fast as he could to the house. When he pulled into the driveway, he gasped at the sight of the monstrous Victorian house and knew instantly this was to be his crowning achievement. The house in such a building, if it could be called a house, stood six stories tall, would have covered a football field. There were parapets, porches, gingerbread work by the mile, a hundred windows of various shapes and sizes. It was every house painter's dream. So with gusto, he unloaded his tarps and ladders and set into scraping and sanding every inch of the place. It was an enormous undertaking, and required over 10,000 sheets of sandpaper, 3,000 scraper blades, 100 gallons of wood filler. It took 10 years just to sand the place. A lesser man would have thrown in a towel, but not him. He was a hard worker. Around the clock he worked. When it was too dark, he brought in lights. When it was cold and snowed, he covered the entire house in plastic. Curious onlookers often asked the man why he worked so hard in the house. Without even twitching or slowing down, he'd say, I just want to do a good job for this guy who hired me. The kind of guy he was, he was conscientious and hardworking. That's who he was. So once the sanding was complete, the man spent another eight years applying quality primer, and when he was ready to paint, he did. He painted 126 different shades of of taupe and 35 accent colors. It was truly a sight to behold. The colors were spectacular. The workmanship superb. The decades passed. The hours of the house was slowly completed. Every day, huge crowds gathered to watch the new gray, now gray-haired man paint with caring strokes. The applause was deafening and sometimes lasted for hours. He was featured in papers, magazines. Even a movie was made about the house and the man. And never before had the world seen such a house or admired such dedication. Finally, on the man's 72nd birthday, the last drop cloth was packed away. The house was done. Amazingly, it just so happened that on the very day he finished, a letter arrived announcing that the owner planned to stop by the next day to see his house and pay the man for his work. The next morning, the sun rose in a dazzling blue sky, and at the house, the crowd was huge, Police had to be on hand to keep the crowd back. For several hours, the man waited, buffed, paced back and forth near the front door, kind of like a caged lion. The crowd was wild with anticipation and then hushed into a sudden silence as a black limousine pulled into the driveway. The man's heart pounded like a bass drum as the black-capped driver exited the door and made his way to the rear of the car. With gentlemanly elegance, he leaned over and opened the door for his employer. Every eye searched the dark opening of the car as a small, white-headed man stepped out of the bright sun and lifted his eyes to see. The painter, unable to hide his pride, puffed out his chest, beamed a glorious smile, and swept his arm upwards toward the shimmering beauty. The owner... Seemingly speechless by what he saw, gazed at the house and then looked at the man who labored for 50 years on the house. Everything was quiet. And in a voice as clear as a bell, he shouted, You painted the wrong house. He turned, stepped back in his car and left. The crowds disappeared. The sun vanished behind a cloud. It started to rain, and then the cold realization settled over the old man that he had wasted the best years of his life. He looked at the house, turned away, mumbling, I can't believe I painted the wrong house. Now what this story brings into mind is, whose house are we painting? Are, are you painting your house? Are you painting God's house? Now, at times, I must admit, I paint my house. Every once in a while, though, I fall off the ladder and God shows me which house I should be painting. Um, one thing that has come